Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This week we have the incredible Lucy White from Wisco and White bringing a little slice of Italy to the studio and your ears. In this episode, you'll soon realise why we consider Lucy the epitome of just believing in yourself, going after that dream, and how to be patient when playing the long game of entrepreneurship. There's a good reason we both have Lucy in our network, and you're about to find out why. I don't care if you're listening to this and it's half past ten on a Wednesday morning, get your Aperol spritz ready, because this is going to be a ride. Let's go, team. It's really cute stuff. <laughs> should we start the episode, or should we just... Um... Let's keep watching. No, no, it can't be for us. It can't be for us. You ready to roll? Oh, we need to turn that heater off, don't we? Yes, we do. Oh. I'll turn the heater off. Hold on. Lucy's like, I'm going to ship up. Maybe I should. I'm going to keep this jacket on, I'm sorry. Okay, we are We're rolling. I'm just going to kick start. Oh, we actually are rolling. Crikey, oh, yeah. we've been rolling for one minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick start the episode with, um, just. I just want to play the kind of voice notes that I get from Igor here. Um, no. Here we go. Are you ready? Look at my body. Boy, look at my body. Boy, look at my body. I'm so hot. <laughs> you got me. That's the kind of, that's the kind of relationship we have, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> Every that time, every time, there I, is context with them. Every time, every time I ring Igor, he sings to me down the phone, and I think two things: like one, this is weird, and one, and two, what must his wife think when she's hearing him in like a, a side room Thank God singing? He's, he's texting you and not her. Yeah, yeah. We've got that kind of relationship, though. Yes, yeah, we, we do. You know, it's yes, fine. We it's fine. Do. Um, welcome to another idea uh, podcast Igor. for creatives and Dan. entrepreneurs. We're not getting any slicker at doing these intros, are no. we? Uh, but it doesn't matter. It's great. If you're here for the first time, welcome aboard. It's great to have you. If you're here and you've been here before, great to have you back. Um, yeah, we're a, a podcast for creatives, self-employed, entrepreneurs, wherever you might be, looking to just level up the businesses. Yeah, that's it. Um, so if this is your first time, as we said, massive welcome. And yeah, do your clickety thing. Do your clickety sherry thingy. Yeah. yeah. Please share. Please subscribe. Blah, blah, blah. And 
Yeah, we're ready to roll in. Yeah. Are we ready to roll I'm in? I'm excited today. Yes, I'm excited. Literally, me and Sam were prepping yesterday and the day before, and we were like, yes, we've got this. We've got this. Well, I called, I called you yesterday, yeah. and you went, I've got so many questions. I've got so many questions for Lucy, to the point where I was like, I've, I haven't got any. I'll just, I'll just let I'm you. Just gonna, I'll let you just take chat it. and e- yeah, and see where it happens. goes. So, oh um, yeah, Lucy White is in the building today. Yeah, from Wisco and White. Hello. Hello, Lucy. You're going to need to sit way closer than that. Yes. To lean in. Yes. Hello. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Much better. We haven't even done a mic test. Do you want to just do a two two two? Two two two. Yeah, that's uh, good. Yeah, 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 sounds, yeah. yeah I like it. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, welcome to Darbados, as it's as it's um, not as commonly known. Yeah, um, I'm getting to know as, it. It's not as glamorous as Italy. But it's certainly not as warm as Italy at the moment, yeah. is it? In here. No, I mean, Italy's got cold now, finally, which makes it a bit more manageable being back in England, but yeah. it's pretty chilly here today. Um, where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we start? Can I start? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Look at me. I'm going to move your microphone. It just needs to be like that. That little message intro gave me a really good insight into things, and I feel like it perfectly leads on to a little card oh. that I've got you both. <laughs> Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. So it's like a, a happy day. Yeah. Yeah. So First guest to bring us a card. Well, wow. this time, exactly one year ago, I came yeah. here. Yes. And another idea was literally an idea yeah. on a board. And you guys had spent the whole day scribbling about it. <laughs> and you've done it. We had, yeah. It's we been said, a year. I think, um, I think 10th of December was the first recording yeah. we did. Yeah. Um, this was official scribble day anniversary. Yeah. Amazing, the most and iconic couple. That's that's what the I card know. says. To the most iconic couple <laughs> I know. How great is that? Oh, thank you so much. Thank Lucy. you. Honestly, like so. You're amazing. Just for a bit of background and context, like I've I've been we, well, we've been talking, haven't we, for a good few years now yeah. through meeting at Josh and Elsa's wedding, um, and just uh, I think there's like just a, a mutual respect and connection there about business and mm. and running a business and I think you're my kind of like sort of soundboarding person that I go to when I'm. Uh, doubting myself or worried or I've got an idea as well as you Igor don't worry it's, it's not okay. just you know, I'm not jealous Lucy um, I get actually, jealous really, really, I'm never get jealous anyway you just think you could have been sat here instead of Igor because we started doing right like, okay we little, need to stop this conversation yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was too we busy started, uh, we started <laughs> oh you were too busy yeah. Yeah, no, we started we did. like a little Instagram live thing didn't we yeah. like in 2020 yeah loads um, of ideas well it's just another idea yeah, yeah. there's so yeah. many ideas and so many yeah. routes and fast forward a couple of years and here we are 30 or so episodes into another idea and you are now an official guest on the podcast but you're always going to be I think you're one of the very early people we reached out to you've just been so busy over the summer we wouldn't be able to pin you down for a date sure thanks guys here you are (laughs) very happy to be here so just tell us a little bit about you just (sighs) the dreaded question who is Lucy White and (laughs) what do you do and yeah Okay, well, what I do is easy. Um, I plan weddings in Italy, so that's an easy one to nail. Um, so I run two businesses. One is called Whisker and White, which is a wedding planning business, and one is called La Lista, which is essentially a platform to help people plan their weddings in Italy. Probably talk about that more, but um, yeah, that's what I do. Um, and huh, this is a question I've had for myself: like, how deep do I go, and how quickly? Go deep. Go <laughs> deep. We're not here for the Who is Lucy? Yeah. Um, a, a question I've actually only recently discovered, which is, um, or I've answered. So um, I live in Dorking in Surrey, and I've grown up there. 
And over the last sort of six years since Whisker and White became a thing in my life, I've made Italy a big part of my life. It's a big passion of mine to travel and explore and do new things. Um, and that's why I sort of am motivated towards that and, and do that in my business. Yeah. Why Italy? <laughs> what's, the, what's the connection? How, how, like, at what point did you realise that Italy was going to be like the, the special place that it is to you? Yeah. Um, I went on holiday there. <laughs> uh, one time, I think we went um, for my husband's thirtieth, and yeah, it was my first trip there, and I I really liked it. Where'd you go? Um, we went to we flew into Naples, and we drove down the coast, and we went to Sicily, and we had a really nice adventure. And we loved to travel, so it was just another adventure. Um, but then we went back there in twenty thirteen for my husband's dad's sixtieth, um, Steve, granddad Steve, and. Um, I, that was the first Tuscan trip, loved Tuscany, and then I got engaged a week later in Italy. So it just had all these nice feelings of, yeah. and connections. And the more I've thought about it, because I think about things a lot, um, I've realised that I am just so happy in Italy. There's something about, maybe you'll resonate, like you land in Italy and something happens, like it soaks away <laughs> problems and you just kind of feel really grounded and... It's kind of a bit like going back in time as well, in a way. It's simpler life. Everything's beautiful. It's just very lovely and romantic. Would you ever live there? Yeah, that's my goal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more and more brazen about that now. Yes, I'm just trying to convince my husband to to do it. So it's in the nearer future, Future. maybe, to try and do that. So, yeah. I think it's a happy accident, a very happy accident that I went I do. I love Italy. It took, I, I think I was probably 32 before I went to 32, mm. 33. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, like there is something just very special about it. You know, as a family, we always used to go to France every year without fail. And I love France. It's a be- beautiful country. But it's not Italy. But it's not Italy. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and that's not to say I wouldn't go to France and have a great time. And, I, you know, I, but I do a, still go there. There's a special there is something, that comes there is something with Italy. Italy. It's the food, it's the people. My, my father-in-law is Italian and we used to go there for for family dues and stuff like mm. that and absolutely love it love the language it's love. just so much isn't it it's so yeah. rich all the cultural things like literally how people act how they talk the expression like you can see it's it's becoming more and more part of yeah. me as well now and it's just all it's all lovely obviously there's lots of things about working in Italy yeah. that aren't so lovely but I think it's also it's the history because you walk around and you're almost you're, in, you're back in time because everything looks like it did hundreds of years ago yeah. and there's something beautiful about that as well I just love it good, good in love with it in Italy yeah. certain, that certainly trumps France for me as well mm. like, as somebody who's vegetarian like you can go to Italy and you are not short of choice whereas France you're like oh, they'll look at you word. in disgust oh, what are you, <laughs> what are you? Um, yeah, but, yeah no I love I love Italy and, and actually there's other parts there's parts of Italy I've never been to that I'd love to explore I've done obviously we went to Puglia didn't we for Josh and Elsa's and the weather. I mean the weather was foul um, but even then it was still just a stunning location um, and we've worked together in Tuscany as well haven't we and Tuscany is just a beautiful yeah. region I think we've worked together in Tuscany yeah we did it rained yeah, then yeah, as we well have, yeah, yeah. I think you might be bad luck actually it's oh, rained yeah. at both, both weddings, weddings you yeah. have Which worked. is unusual for me. Most of my defeat had sunny. <laughs> maybe but I'm bad maybe, luck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I love Italy. So we're all in agreement there. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, my first wedding in Italy was with Whisker and White. And yeah. In brackets in some yeah. ways. So. You worked with Danielle. Yeah. I wasn't out that one. Yeah. But. Which was quite incredible, really. 
incredible experience really so so yeah that was an incredible venue yeah incredible where tom cruise got married ridiculous ridiculous castle where yeah the, the crews got married there. Thanks. <laughs> Before we get into like Italy weddings again and, and, and your current business, can we just rewind the clock a little bit? That's exactly it. Yeah. Should, yeah. We do, should we do that? Should yeah. we crank it back? <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's, the, that's the sound that we needed. Um, what, what, when, we look, when we were going through your bio, there was like, it's just some things kept jumping out to us. And, and I suppose we just wanted to ask you about what it is that in your teens and early 20s kind of shaped you as a. Uh, as into the businesswoman that you are now like what what happened in your teens and 20s that that did this <laughs> um, to put it eloquently yeah I mean so I've had a lot of I've had a lot of therapy so I've had a lot of like thinking about all of these types mm. of things um so I feel like maybe I'll articulate this well but um I think I've always had I've always had a job so as long as I can remember from when I was like 12 I've wanted to kind of work and I don't think it was about money I think it was just about doing and like exploring and trying things um, and my first job was um, when I was a, I was a florist on a Saturday a Saturday job which I loved um, and it kind of just showed me that I could kind of do anything because I didn't have any experience I just went and did this and learned how to do floristry um, and I'd always been school had always been I know it's like horrible annoying thing to say but it had been easy school was easy and it was boring academically I loved creative stuff but I was kind of encouraged not to do it I was encouraged to follow an academic route and it's boring but through work and business I could maybe find that creative side um, thou shalt not be creative <laughs> Jesus it is. what, you what will is not. wrong with people it's like our, old, our parents generation yeah it's not safe you won't make money what you know how will you succeed oh actually <laughs> it's alright yeah. um, but at the time obviously it scares them and they they project it on you don't they yeah. so I um, I set up a business actually to do with floristry and um, just tried something new so I was uh, I did a lot of babysitting in the area that I lived in there was lots of we weren't rich, but there were lots of rich people around and I loved to go in their houses and babysit. And um, I soon learned that they all had like flowers in every room of their house. And I was like, hmm, okay, I like flowers. So I said to a couple of them, I could just come in every week and swap your flowers over and, you know, charge you this and you can tell me the colors. And so I started doing that. I think I was what like- What a hustler. <laughs> what an absolute hustler. I loved, loved it. And I was, cause I love being in their lovely houses as well. And like, you know, I'm really nosy. So I'd just go to Covent Garden Market, get the flowers, do them. And I was doing like three or four houses. And I was making for a 16 year old. I was like, this is good, making some money. Um, then I never followed it through. And now there's a company that do that and it's really successful. I'm like, oh yeah, there was that. Let that one go. <laughs> You're the original. <laughs> I like to take claim it. But um, that just taught me that basically my dad was wrong and that you can just make stuff up and go and do it and try it and have fun and maybe make some money out of it as well mm. um so that was always kind of there in the back of my mind but then I was again I kind of listened too much to the academic stuff and I went to uni and blagged that um and then ended up in another whole career um what did you study <laughs> geography wow. so I didn't know whether I wanted to go to uni and I took a gap year and um I just decided that was that was something I enjoyed so I was like I'll do what I enjoy if I have to go and study do an enjoyable thing and geography is actually quite creative whether or not 
anyone <laughs> believes me. Yeah, it? we believe you. It's quite interesting, and it is it is creative. And um, so I just yeah just went through that and flagged my way through. Um, but while I was at uni, um, quite a significant thing happened in my family's life. And one of my brothers was really sick, and this is something that has shaped a lot of kind of my behaviours and how I've acted over the last sort of ten plus years. Um, so that was a significant moment that I like people would call it trauma. Um, and I've kind of thought quite a lot about how that has shaped the beliefs that I have and worked on those to help me, well, in my life, but also fundamentally build a much better business. Um, delve into that if we want to. But anyway, I went on and had a, a career in marketing for like 10 years. I worked at Oxfam and Sainsbury's and all these big brands and just worked through various marketing jobs also quite creative really marketing like making stuff up pictures and things see what it does um and then we ended up where we are yeah so you've said a lot there there's just so yeah, much yeah, sorry <laughs> no, it's good it's good and yeah you did say a lot there and I, I know sort of like where i want to go and where i want to unpick it take it let's say take it there. but um I'm known for doing my deep dives, and with you, I did my deep dive. <laughs> and wow, you're incredible. What did you find? <laughs> did you Google the right person? Yeah, he, was very, he was very excited about this yesterday to the point you're where I'm incredible. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just find that it's sometimes it's just incredible to see people that that do incredible things. And yeah, you are very interesting, and <laughs> just the way you you do life in general, but. Yeah, one of the first things that I sort of like saw was that um, you're quite prolific um, or outspoken or, or an encourager, let's say, um, about people that may have colitis or DCM. <laughs> and and then I did my sort of like deep dive in, ter in terms of like articles for the British Heart Foundation <laughs> and stuff like that that you um, have done. But just talk to us about it a little bit in terms of yeah, you kind of like, you touch upon it a little bit, but yeah, I want to dig yeah, deeper a little bit in there. How do you want to go? Yeah, so um, I used to be so open about this and was for a very long time. So I had a blog and everything where I talked a lot about my health did conditions. Find a blog. You did the blog. You found the blog. Oh, yes. Yes. It was a really, gosh. Um, so how old was I? So when I was at uni, as I said, I was about 21 and I was in my second year. Um, my brother, who was 18, had a stroke and it was like, a massive stroke so he basically died a couple of times he's alive now he's fine um but lots happened and he was kind of completely disabled and he went on a really long journey to get better mm. and that was a complete shock to my whole family and that is the kind of trauma that I speak of because our family was just all kind of normal everything's ticking along teenagers don't really talk to each other much probably just punch each other when yeah, you walk past abuse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day Jackson Hospital, this has happened. Um, and so that changed that changed me and my life and it changed all of my family as well. So being at uni and um, that happening was quite a, it was quite a moment and I had mm -hmm. to kind of try and get through my third year of uni and my exams while Jack was kind of living in and out of different places trying to get better. And I, I don't really remember like two years of my life while this was kind of happening. So I don't know how the hell I, past anything but I did um and I've, I've lost where I was going with it <laughs> no, no. at this time um 
my I had like really bad tummy problems and I didn't I thought it was just stress of exams and things like that um but it turned out I had ulcerative colitis which is basically um a problem it's called IBD um it's a bit like Crohn's um yeah. and it can cause it affects your intestines affects it? your intestines so it's basically um they just don't really work properly anymore and they have kind of ulcers and horrible things going on um but the main thing it can do is it means you don't absorb your food properly so like your nutrition and your energy can be really low and you can like lots can happen um so it can make you quite unwell I'm really lucky and I've never got too unwell with it but it was really nice to know this is a thing and this is why I feel so bad with it and I could start to manage it and I've done I don't how many years has that been how old am I like 15 years now and on that whole 15 year journey I've just like taught myself how I need to live my life to kind of be stable and okay so it's to do with like nutrition and movement and stress which in this job is interesting (laughs) um but at the same time, I also found out I've got the heart condition that my brother has or had. He doesn't have it anymore because he's had a heart transplant now. That's incredible. Wow. Which is what, this is what caused his stroke. But the, the heart condition that he had that caused his stroke, I have. And no one else in my family has it. So there's been a lot of kind of acceptance around having yeah. that and the fear of having that. And if the same thing's going to happen to me. Um, I'm still nervous, but I think largely over it um yeah. and he you know he's recovered he's better and we've kind of been through it and got over it but there's a whole thing about when you've got something and you've been through something sharing that knowledge and yeah. kind of trying to help other people feel better that might be suffering as well or help them get better um so yeah for a long time i had a blog um just trying to support other people that had colitis and these have been other things that i've actually started and wanted to do never quite had the courage so i even started a charity called young stroke survivors i've done all sorts of fundraising for all the different charities and things but never quite fully got into it but i think that's just because i don't really want to talk about it every single day yeah, it's yeah. and i realized that as i you know i talked about it a lot and then i was like maybe i can an all-consuming yeah. thing in some ways is that what you mean yeah and when it's your actual i think there's a way of for a while it's like therapy and it's helping you get better because you're almost processing it as yeah. you're going through it and you feel like you're helping people I think that's what you see obviously having worked in fundraising as well as some of the psychology but people do fundraising because it makes them feel connected to the thing and it helps them process it and then they tend to, it tends to end that relationship at some point ends and maybe I just got to the point where I was like I'm just fine having the stuff and I can just sort of I'll talk about it whenever but yeah. I don't need to do it all the time yeah yeah I talk a lot, don't I? Yeah, no, I, think, no, I mean, Igor went straight in with that question that you didn't want to talk about, so that was great. I think um, just to touch on that point you just made there, I think, like, yeah, there must be a, I mean, I don't know, cause I, don't, I don't know much about that, that side, but I imagine there comes a point when you have to almost draw a line in the sand and just go, I need to just move on and live my life. Yeah. And yeah. just, you know, you've obviously accepted it, you manage it, it's fine, like, you've done your bit, yeah. But also, you also have a life to live, and yeah. you know, you've got you've got Ziggy, you've got a family. Yeah, like, there's so much you can do. So yeah, and it kind of keeps you in the past as well. I think that was a period yeah. of life, and it was all linked to that big event, which yeah. was very traumatic. Oh, it's, a, it's a life upside down moment, isn't it? That, yeah. yeah, and and like you know, there's been a lot of learning, but I don't. Yeah, I don't need to be there all the time, and maybe I've learned I've learned a lot of lessons. But you know, it's one of those things like we're all just 
we're all just kind of living out the things that have happened to us aren't we yeah. and eventually you kind of process some of it or you realize how it's affecting you and then you can change a bit or move on a bit and it's just a bit of a it's a horrible thing to say but it's a bit of a journey yeah, yeah. um so it's been a long time you know for a long time i felt like i was stuck there like 21 22 which was actually a nice feeling when you look in the mirror <laughs> not so much um but i think i'm finally that's why i said i'm finally found who i am because i think in the last couple of years i genuinely have like i'm yeah. now actual grown-up me not trapped back there yeah so who, no, that's so, a quote who are you then no, so who, who is lucy sorry you're both <laughs> no, there, no, there. No. like what, what does it, what, i feel like we need to just let everybody know like what does lucy do so sam so, Igor, <laughs> Studio Ninja. Yeah, let's just talk. Let's talk a little bit about our sponsor. And I was wondering about what we need to say in this little section because I really want to talk about just how vital it is to my business. And yeah. one thing that came up recently was in my own business was that I was thinking about whether I need to get a VA on board. Mm-hmm. Like, do I need somebody that's going to help me just you know perform some of the admin tasks? And when I looked at it, and I re- it really boiled down to what do I need somebody on board for? I realised that I don't actually do much admin. Yeah, and I don't do much admin purely because of Studio Ninja. Yeah, everything's automated. Yeah, my invoices, my diary, my questionnaires that I send out. Email templates. Cha- email templates, chasing up invoices. You know, everything's fully automated to the point where it doesn't take a huge amount of my time anyway. So it kind of defeats the whole point of a VA. So for me, it is a very integral part of my business. Yeah. And I think when you're running a business, you're self-employed like we are, mm-hmm. you know, being efficient, yeah. being productive, making sure that things run in the right order if you find yourself doing any kind of repeat task you have to say to yourself why am i repeating this automate it um and if you can automate it then that's it and that's really where studio ninja fits in with me and my business and they have very kindly given us a discount code haven't they for this podcast so what's that discount code igor another idea and another idea gets you 50 percent off your first annual subscription yeah so it's just a no-brainer I mean, I wouldn't even be hanging around. Just go and look at Studio Ninja. Just go and do it right now. But thank you very much, guys, for sponsoring this podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep it up. We love Studio Ninja. I feel like we need to just let everybody know, like, what does Lucy do? A day-to-day? Well, just like, what, what, what are you, what's your business kind of portfolio looking okay. like at the moment? Okay. Well, um, so we have this kind of broad mission, which is to well support people that are having Italian weddings. And um, it comes from my own pain point which was I got married in Italy and the experience at the start was not very good I found it very hard to do I was trying to do it myself which you can do but it's tricky Um, it was really hard to do a lot of people told me a lot of kind of potentially false things so you don't have the budget you can't do this um, you can't you can't just go and make your flowers on your own all these things Um, and then I found Danielle who is the other half of Whisker and White and she told me otherwise and showed me otherwise so everything we do is born from I know that people are told every day still that they can't have this wedding that they want and that really pisses me off because <laughs> I know they can and if they really want to have an Italian wedding they should be able to because it is possible in any way and on any budget you just got to manage expectations so we started with and White to kind of just do it our way and that's been like six or seven years of planning Italian weddings and that's what that business does literally wedding planning simple <laughs> and then about well COVID sorry I've said it but in 2020 it's within the questions it's all been a part of our businesses for um, a few years yeah it's been a thing um mid mid that um 
just had I literally was driving to Italy <laughs> I remember being literally approaching the Mont Blanc tunnel seeing all the lovely mountains and I was like no I want to do something bigger than this <laughs> there's we can only help this many couples with what we're doing and it's time intensive and it's a very set thing like how do we do more I want I want to do more I want to see more and um I was like we've got to set this other thing up and it has to be a bit like a directory because I want suppliers connected to it and I want to show off how great suppliers are because I think there's a myth around you know how much suppliers care about your weddings and the cost of suppliers and I wanted to kind of bust some of these myths because I can see over here all these suppliers that are awesome yeah. and want to help people and then I can see over here all these couples that are a bit stuck and just struggling, maybe don't trust these suppliers. How do I like bring it all together and take away some of the shit that's in the Italian wedding industry? Because there's a lot of shit and there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on. It's just like, right, well, it's a big mission, but slowly I want to bash that out of the way and um, it's going to get me in some fights and it has got me in a bit of trouble. But that's what La List is. Um, so it's about 18 months old now, my little baby um but that's that's for more people that's for helping anyone can turn to lalista to to get advice and it's free on the whole um and just support them in getting through the the ship <laughs> i can remember, talk, remember talking to you that summer when you you'd yeah. had that idea and like just being like you? yeah you've got to go for this yeah like yeah and it's just it's been really nice just to see it kind of well, get off the ground yeah and then and it to is, evolve and it just looked like it's evolving a little bit it's, it's got a lot of it's just been the COVID years like it's it I know that it's it's a great idea and I believe in it so much but I, we just haven't had the time to dedicate to it so now this summer COVID weddings everything's kind of clear we've got some time and we can focus yeah. on it and it's exciting what are your sort of like dreams for it what are you kind of like wanting to dream big and kind of like let's go I tell you my number one goal yeah. is that any bride starting to plan an Italian wedding in the first place they look as La Lista amazing <laughs> not, not yeah, too I small don't, I don't see why they wouldn't genuinely no wouldn't. eventually it will be there so we've got a lot of work to do but I've got a great team ready to do it I've got in fact one of them Beth who yeah. you shot Beth's wedding yeah. is in my Love team Beth. Hey amazing Beth. <laughs> hey Beth legend absolute um, so two amazing marketing minds and Emily who I actually used to work with when I worked at Oxfam she when I was doing one job where I made TV ads she was the media buyer so we used to work together then and it's all come back round she's now in my team so I've got these amazing brains we're all gonna take it this year is the year for Lallister well next year but we're almost in next yeah, yeah, year yeah. 2020 no, it's exciting I'm, I'm buzzing to see where you take it I think it's do you know I, think I, like? it's always, I think it's done really well already, but I'm, I'm with you in that it feels like there's still a lot of room for, for scale and growth there. It's so much. It's a slow burner, and I've had to, I've had to accept a lot, but also change the way that my brain thinks about marketing and strategy. Because in my old job, it was a very different thing because I worked in massive companies, and it was all done very differently. And the way I was almost trained to be a marketer was very different to how you actually apply it to well. 10 years later. So what's, so what's changed? So what's changed then? So what did you used to do? How, um, how, how would you have seen that? So it was mass marketing. So, yeah. you know, like our email database had half a million people on it and it was very different. Loads of different products. Can we get some um, of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I should have downloaded that. Cold That's hands. illegal. <laughs> 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 wouldn't do that. Put, put on a USB stick, slide on the desk. <laughs> Absolutely not. Data protection. Um, but it was all about 
it was just well acquisition retention and engagement same three things but done on this mass scale not very targeted really and just so many different channels um and it was all very planned and rigid and you know targets and just so metrics driven which is great and that still does apply to a small business but i think what i've what I've learned is um, with my small business, so Whisker and White when it started, um, I thought I was like, why aren't I doing marketing? Do I not do I not like marketing anymore? Why am I avoiding it? But I realised what I needed to do was just sort of let the business show me what it needed. I didn't need to apply a strict plan and be like, this is the target audience I'm going to go after. These are the channels I'm going to use. These are goals I'm going to hit. It was more like, okay, so let's sort of be us talk about what we do in a very authentic way and just see what happens a bit. And obviously that sounds really nice, but when you want to make money, that yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a lot yeah. harder. It was fine then because it was my side job. I had my full-time job and this was just a fun learning thing. Um, and I had nothing to lose. Now I have everything to lose because I have, it is my only it's job and I pay people and it's different. And that has sort of come with pressures and it changes a little bit how you think about marketing but as a kind of controlling person an organized person and with that marketing background I've had to go it's okay to just kind of let it go a bit and see what it does and then let it show you so get the insights back so with La Lista I found it so hard to be like it's a slow burner you just got to put it out there and you've got to wait and you're going to see what it does who comes, what the couples are like, and then what they want mm. from you, and then you give it back to them. Not, I want to make these products, I'm gonna sell them yeah. to this person, this target audience, who may not actually exist. Um, so yeah, it's that, it's just being chill, which I find really <laughs> <Yeah>. hard, <laughs> really hard. So how, how did it sort of like go, what was your experience like at those sort of like initial weddings that you, you were, <laughs> where people were coming in and what yeah. was it like oh so year one yeah I was it was pre-child so I think we had one summer before I got pregnant <laughs> planned it really badly but um only had like three weddings maybe and it's the classic of one is a friend of a friend and um it was hard because I knew nothing <laughs> I knew nothing about weddings and um Danielle was basically like a mentor so she you know, we knew when we started our business that we both had very different skills and experience. She was Italian weddings. She's literally done a thousand or more. She knows hmm. how that works. I just didn't know. I'd only been to my own. <laughs> and that actually was had loads of mistakes and it was, you know, it wasn't the type of wedding that I'd organise now. I had the sales and marketing. But I didn't know what on earth happened at an Italian wedding. So it was just kind of she organized them really and I just kind of watched this happen and went to some and then yeah they went they went fine I think if I went to one now I'd probably be like oh my gosh this is so much I'd change but at the time it was perfect for who the audience were who the people were um and what we were capable of um and I think that's just that's the main so important to know like that managing of expectations who we were at the time and what we charged and what we delivered is very different to where we are now and that's that's been a journey to learn to kind of as we've learned and we've got experience and we've developed our products it's worth more and you know how's your how's your relationship with Danielle evolved over (laughs) those years like do you have kind of clear roles like how do you kind of manage that relationship we were asked it today in the car by Lauren um, and we can't we find it so hard to answer because it's very intuitive it's one of those weird 
we we met by a stroke of luck so she was my the place I wanted to get married was just a holiday villa and she was introduced to me as the catering manager um who could maybe come and do some food at our wedding and then she became our planner and then she became my business partner um so I met her accidentally that's an incredible story that alone is just a story isn't it but the fact that that you know I don't know I do believe in fate and things but the fact that I chose that villa well it's actually that granddad Steve chose that villa because we went on holiday there granddad Steve chose that villa the owner Luciano knew Danielle and she came and did our wedding and then the next day she came back and said come and work with me (laughs) you're crazy but I did it um so all of that happening so naturally and then we just genuinely just fit together so obviously sometimes she annoys me and I annoy her but we're really just it's just like respect and also I think accountability like Mm. we both make mistakes but we both admit it and we just crack on Mm. like we're both so clear on our sort of vision and purpose we're just like sounds like me and Sam without the respect (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah (laughs) I'm joking so what we we've just always sort of gone with our strengths so I know that she's great at that and I'm great at that and then kind of changed a bit over the years as we've learned stuff and I've I've maybe because I've learned more about weddings I've taken more away from her remit because it was like everything um and built from seeing the weddings happen we've built a really strong process like a way of planning weddings um and we continue to refine that and change that um but that sort of dictates kind of who does what within each wedding um and really inefficiently we both work on all of them so yeah I don't think it's a good literally a good business model but it works for us because we both can bring our different skills and strengths in and we just sort I think of what's really what's really sort of out, of out of just those couple of points there for me is <clears throat> this idea that you are very accepting of the of the fact that it's not going to be perfect from the start or it's going to but I suppose accepting of the fact it's going to evolve and you're just going to let it That's guide right. you. That that straight away is my big takeaway. But that is not me either. Like no, that's I, so I don't, not it's me. A lot of people either. I think a lot of people when you go into a business, you have you. It's you like have you to have, drive it. You have, you have to, to drive it. it. You have to have this no. business. Yeah. You have to have this business plan. You have to have this strategy, this plan and approach. And anything that deviates off that means that it's not going right. But yeah. actually, that's where the you magic need to is. Let it deviate. Yeah. Mm. You need to let it meander. Because that's listening. Move. That's insight, and insight is everything. Yeah. And I am a plan and strategy person. Like we have all the strategies, we have all the plans, but I'm ready to. Much to the teams, like they probably hate it, but I'm ready to tweak them. So yeah, I've made a plan. We've got a plan, but then something's happened. Okay, we'll, we'll tweak it a bit, or we'll go off here a little bit. We don't have to stick to it. If yeah. if people are literally telling us something different, why on earth would we stick? to this idea yeah, unless you've got the the insight to prove yeah. it yeah so it's just like refine over time isn't it mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's, going, I just, what's going through your mind i just wouldn't be able to let go like that i just no i need to kind of like have that plan and sort yeah. of like but do you think if you've got it there like the yeah. vision and then you've got your plan mm-hmm. but then you're like accepting that it could go like that or it could yes. go like that so as long as you know that yeah. Then yeah, you've got to be able to be malleable to see where, where things are coming from and everything else. Yeah. So what's, yeah. what's been the big change with Lillista? What have you seen? Just, as a, just to give us an example, what, what, where it started out to where it's kind of moving to, what, what have you seen as being that kind of, that, that shift um, since you launched? I think of a good example. I guess maybe not a shift, but somewhere, somewhere I've had to let go more is the idea that 
Lalister was going to be like this it was going to have a huge audience straight away because I know it's really good so I'm like why don't people not more people kind of engage there why don't they know about it it's, it's amazing so we've only got like 5,000 followers on Instagram we've been going for like 18 months um you know part of me is a bit like ah oh, that's, that's a bit low but not like so many of those followers are really engaged and actually that's the important metric it, I thought it was I need 10,000 followers but actually it's that 90% of them want to book a supplier through La Lista yeah. or have booked a supplier through La Lista because that's where the value is. They trust us and then they'll want to buy other products or they will book a supplier so our directory can grow nicely and yeah. and neatly. So, yeah, that kind of letting letting it teach me. It's just reminding ourselves in that one follower is a potential one customer. Yeah, that we're all full. Yeah. we're all guilty of falling into the trap, aren't we? Of going, look at those people with yeah. 1.2 million followers. Oh, we're failing. But actually, like you say, it's about engagement and connection between those followers and, the, and your brand, isn't it? And it's, that's taught me so much. I'd rather have less people. And that uh, has been hard to accept genuinely. Mm. Like, I have to tell myself and my team all the time. I, I probably say it more than anyone. But I'm like, but they're really engaged. So it doesn't matter. They don't need to be 10,000, 20,000. They just need to be doing the things oh, I'm sure that... it will be eventually. It's just going to be... I know, it will. But yeah, it's... Um, it's working so so that and and also just how much couples want like want connection mm. so connection and community how much they want connection with us and in a way how easy it has been to kind of position yourself as an expert mm. because we all know more than we think we do and once you start talking you realize oh, actually lots of people don't don't know this stuff and they want to so actually giving out now I'm just yeah. not afraid of basically. Well, I, think, I think you said to me recently one of the big changes you made was about shifting away from this idea that you were going to charge people to be in the directory to actually just putting them on the directory. Just do it and make it a value. I think that was particularly the venues, wasn't it? I think the, ve- you were, I think the venues. Was yeah, a bit that's of a true. Kind of we started a off stumbling block, like trying to get them on board. But my lesson there was well, this is a whole other thing. But no, in, it, in Italy, they charge commission. In mm. so when you book a venue, they give commission to planners. I don't always agree with that, it happens. Um, so it was really hard to build a directory where venues pay to be on it because they're already siphoning off money to the planner and it gets all political. So, okay, we've got this model, I'm gonna make this much money by having venues. That doesn't work, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Shift it, let go, suck it up basically because it's not gonna bring in this money um, and just start building this, putting venues on for free and, yeah. but what did it do it built so much value for the the couples and the clients and the value of la lista is now so much more so that taught me just service the more we serve people mm. and give them the more again long-term game and you know it is risky <laughs> but it, i think it's going to pay off yeah um, you seem to be very much having your eye on the price you're not even though you're kind of like you are at the stage that you are, but you are looking into the future. You are very much like, I know where I'm going. It's really weird. I know that it's going to be this thing. Mm. And I mean, <laughs> get me on sure. here in That's two years. Sure. It's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, I I'm know like, it. Yeah. And I like, it's weird as well. I know, I know certain things about my life. Like I know where I'm going to live and I can, it's weird, but I know. So I just have to, the deep knowing is, is there. And then it's just all the other stuff like we talked about, like, the trauma and stuff can make all these other noises and you yeah. get all these other things in the way but actually if you just real you yeah. channel into it I'm sorry Ben there. you have no chance he's got no chance he, I've, <laughs> I've seen the house Italy is on the horizon he'll have a great life he'll have a great life or, or we'll break up <laughs> it's Italy or Ben <laughs> 
Studio Ninja, Igor. <laughs> Here we go. Now I'm off again. But I, I wanted to. I just wanted to talk about one more thing because I think, and I'm not here to criticise one of our sponsors, but I think they're missing a trick. Ooh, shots fired. Tell yeah. us. Yeah. Tell us what so you think. So they are. It's. It claims to be designed by photographers for photographers, which mm-hmm. it is. It is designed by photographers for photographers. Yeah. So I'm not arguing that. But it's not just for photographers. That's it. So much I just more. think it's for any, anybody that's in a service-based industry. This this piece of software is invaluable. I've had friends that are MUAs, hairstylists, florists, stylists, you know, you, you name it. I've had them all reach out and I've given them sort of guidance and setting them up that have gone on to use Studio Ninja and like, this is invaluable for our business. Yeah. So um, if Studio Ninja are listening and watching this back, might want to think about who you're targeting it yeah. to because actually yeah. I yeah. think it's... I think they're missing a trick. I think Go there's a the whole masses. market. There's a whole market out there that, you know, you don't just need to be a, f- a photographer or a videographer in the wedding industry. If you are a service-based industry and you've got clients or couples, whoever they may be, and you need to book people in, you need to send them automated emails, invoices. Um, you know, the system and the software is yeah. there for for anybody to use in, in in whichever business they're they're operating in. Yeah, get student ninja. There you go. So, so what's the discount people... code, Igor? Oh. You should know it by now because I've told you a few times. Uh, let me see. Let me see. I wonder what I'm it could be. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. <laughs> um, I'm joking. It's another idea. It's that simple. So if you go to Studio Ninja, um, type in that at the checkout and you'll get 50% off for the whole year. And you'll get the first month free. You get the first month free and then another idea gets 50% off their first annual subscription. There we go. There you go. Sorted. Go, go get it. Uh, that's amazing. But yeah, speaking of Ben, um, on during my research, I saw that you it might still be happening. It might not. I don't know. You tell me how busy you are because you seem to be someone that does a lot. But um, uh, I sneaked up upon um, the white creative. <laughs> I love it. Tell me more about it. Oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> The White Creative is Ben's design company. So um, Ben's a graphic designer and he's been one for about 20 years. And he, about <laughs> when we probably started Whisker and White, he started doing designing of stationery. Um, but Ben has a full-time job and he has not kind of found a way to make it work alongside yeah. doing something on his own. And Honestly, he probably wouldn't mind me saying he hasn't had the confidence to kind of go for yeah. it, especially when obviously I work for myself. It, having a stable job is a nice, a nice thing to do. So, the white creative, like Ben, is so talented, and he has made some of the most. He makes amazing stationery. This summer, we worked together on so many of our weddings. Mm. Did almost break us genuinely yeah. <laughs> working together in like imagine being in like it's just us and our son we've been in Italy for months it's forty degrees and like we've just both worked all day and then we're there at night like planning yeah. and we were just like oh, I could kill him sometimes but um he's amazing what he does and so what we're trying to do is build a business that works for him so he can just do the design yeah. instead of all the other messy stuff so. That's we've just had that that chat. Really sad Saturday date night. We went and talked about how to make his business work, yeah. and uh, that's the kind of life we lead. Isn't yeah. that cool? No, it's, <laughs> no, it's really good. good with that, and to you know both be on the same page with it. And to... We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he'll ever fully do it. Oh, and he wants to be a photographer, so because anyone can be a photographer, can't they? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's easy. <laughs> um, so he's but he's really good at that as well, and he's always talked about it. He's creative. Yeah, he's very creative. Photos. He could he could easily 
it just turn it into you know his thing but um but we'll see i don't you know i don't want to push him he doesn't need to be like yeah. me and work like i do yeah. but um we'll see if it if it happens in terms about um family life in the summer then in italy with yeah. ziggy who's how old ziggy Four? he's five 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 he was five in july yeah so what, what's a what does a summer look like for the white family certainly not perfect um <laughs> i think the instagram perfect summer holiday um ha- does not it does not happen so every year that ziggy's been around now we've had a very different summer so obviously when you've got a little baby they need different things from you and growing up to a five-year-old he technically now needs needs, he now needs less from us he needs a different version of me but also the business has demanded different things from me throughout all of these years as well so the first summer we went for six weeks and he was almost one and you know it's changed so this summer we went for a really long time we went for four months um and it was probably too long lesson learned um but we wanted to try out being there for quite a long time and because we had so many weddings it we, we decided couldn't sense. be away from my yeah. family that long would hate it so let's just all try and go so we did and um ben was allowed to work from italy um and ziggs just came along for the ride <laughs> <laughs> um and he had like living the dream. he is li- he was living the dream he was basically did by he come back speaking italian he he doesn't speak italian but he talks to himself and he in like his version of whatever he thinks italian is and his accent is on point it's amazing <laughs> he just goes around blah, 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 blah. um lovely but yeah by the end he was feral he literally just wore his pants around he was so tanned and he had like it was just like gorgeous um he but he had a different life experience because we took yeah, him out yeah. of school for two months that he um he, he should have been at school um but he like this summer he learned to swim really well and you know all the things that we got to go and do and yeah. like being you know in nature every day and it was it was amazing um, but it you, was for you only long. get that time once don't you really? yeah you I think know, so it's before you know it they're 10 and <laughs> glued to an iPad and don't want to talk to you well I have so, to be honest the iPad you know it became more of a thing in our lives this, this summer um, because we you know it's quite hard to arrange childcare and things like that when we were in Italy so um there was a lot of juggling um i was some days i was getting up at five so i could work till 10 when ben would then start his work day which would finish at six and then Mm. so i'd be with ziggy while he worked and then i'd work again till 10 so you know that's the reality of this what looks like yeah you know being out there in italy but compromises but you've got to do you've got to get up and be consistent and graft get get it done one of my questions to you was, um, what batteries are you running on? <laughs> like, gen- genuinely, when I, I, don't when I know. talk to you now and I see what you're doing, I'm, gen- I'm genuinely amazed at how you can just kind of keep operating at like the level that you do. I am waiting you know, for the burnout. So driven. So driven. <laughs> That's not funny. You know, so many, you know, you, you really just are. don't stop. Really are. Um, but it's, I, it's also <clears> massive inspired because I feel a bit the same. I'm, a, I'm always like moving and doing something. I think it's kind of like we said with Josh, who was here the other week about being creative. Like there's always this kind of, on the go mentality of like got to keep going got to keep trying things got to keep moving and yeah I don't know why I think it's it's definitely something to do with what happened to my brother I do think when you've experienced a life event or you see how close death is it's very yeah. morbid but it makes you go oh gosh I've got a life I've got to live Priorities it I've got to go for something it something else isn't it yeah um, so that did definitely and, and make me like a, they're a wake up moment aren't they as well a little yeah. bit yeah 
yeah and then maybe you know and it's gone the other way like there were times when I I did overextend myself because I was just you know worried about time mm. and things running out but now I think I think I found a balance um but I, I mean I I am very efficient I know I can just get a load of stuff done quickly and easily but um the rest of it is just I do wonder like with colitis as well and I'm like oh, medically I shouldn't really be able to do all this but you I do. don't know yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's incredible absolutely incredible and What's your favorite gelato uh stracciatella it's stracciatella it's like the vanilla with it's like it's basically if you crush up a choc ice you know like when you're little did you ever yeah, crush yeah, up yeah, chocolate yeah. it's like that but yeah. so much better and actually no this summer we had one it was an orange orange gelato with chocolate crushed up in did I have some Aperol in there <laughs> well no that's, a, that's another thing Aperol is my favourite thing yeah, of course um, but when you come over to Italy this summer coming I'll take you to the, the actual best ice cream place you can I think we asked Josh about this go. what do you make of the Aperol trend at the moment uh, the no 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 no, no the Negroni yeah, trend the what's it called the strategy similar <laughs> thing but Negroni but with Prosecco oh my god I didn't know it was a thing just do it the right yeah. way. Just do it properly. Yeah. Classic. Don't, me- don't mess scared. around. Yeah. yeah. Any sort of like trends that you're seeing within the, <laughs> the wedding industry in Italy or... I'll be honest, it's a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Not gone. Not the answer I was okay. <laughs> No. Um, trends, I mean, sadly, the main trend is that people are spending more. Um, and that's partly out of... Um, necessity but I think partly I just notice people generally seem to want to commit more money to their weddings now weddings have become even more of an event in Mm. life and maybe COVID after exactly Um, I want to spend more on this I want to have this experience and because in Italy it's usually at least three days it genuinely is like buying a holiday and having a truly like one off when are you going to be with everyone for three days ever Mm -hmm. again um, so just kind of going for it more in a, in the whole sense and making weddings as kind of a much of an experience as possible. A lot of people say we want to have a wedding, but really we want to just kind of be with everyone for three days and then we just happen to have a wedding in the middle of yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but then they still go massive on that wedding and, <laughs> and big. Yeah, and just more kind of more fun. Everyone wants a fun element. You know, what can we do that's different? What can we add in that's you know really fun or really going to surprise our guests it's something they'll never see before so again the experience of like sitting down and being like this is the best table I've ever sat at this is the best dinner I'm ever going to have all of those things they want it to be the best as a photographer I very much feel like yeah I get to connect with my couples quite a bit really in, in the sense of you are there and you're invested in their day aren't you but you as a wedding planner you're almost there from the beginning Mm. um (laughs) How do you find that connection and sort of like, do you like become best friends and um, <laughs> how, how does it work for you? Is it, is it quite hard to let go at, at the end as well? well I think about like the pressure as well. Like, yeah. do you, like, cause obviously couples have this expectation, don't they? I'm just thinking now about like being in your boat, like how would I feel? I think, yeah, would it, do you, how do you handle that pressure of I always get told, sure you can deliver? Yeah, I mean, I always get told that I look very calm <laughs> and I think, I, I probably do <laughs> inside not always and um it is actually quite an internal fight because I'm I'm an oversharer um I like to make friends with people and connect but equally 
in this job you have to have some sort of boundaries because otherwise mm. it yeah. you know and it's no fault of the couples but whatever you let happen will continue um so like access to you at certain times and, and things like that but I just seem to I don't know if we just attract the right people because we are you know I'm, I'm there on Instagram they are going to like me or hate me they're going to either be like that she's not for me or like, she is so we'll have a call with her but they we just sort of get people and Danielle has this as well like this I don't know if it's empathy or something there that okay we get each other and um, you're my people you're my people and I can I'm gonna like this next two years of our lives working planning with you um and again I think I said earlier about expectations as long as we've managed their expectations everything is okay but that's where the pressure comes it's not even Mm. the wedding it's the at every moment have we been as clear as we can about you know from the from the start what's going to happen on this planning journey what they're going to go through what they're going to get from us because if any of that's unclear that's where the the dangers lie yeah. um and then obviously on the wedding day we do so much to try and explain how that's going to be and what they're going to experience and make sure that it as close as possible can match so that again there's no sort of disappointment and that's probably taking on a bit too much on us because really you've got a set of deliverables of what your job is and you could just do it but I want them truly to have a really good time and I get a bit maybe too into that sometimes (laughs) (laughs) I care too much um and that's where I have to sort of look after myself but the the friend thing we do become most of them we do become we get on really well with become friends with and it is weird when it ends because that that is it kind of got no reason to talk to them anymore and um seem a bit weird if you do keep trying to Talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> I think you're really good at that. What's that? At just carrying on relationships with your couples. Yeah. yeah. From what I've seen, anyway. Yeah, I keep in touch with a lot of them. Just on, I you know, I always follow them. Yeah. I always just reach out or still tag yeah. them. Two years down the line, I'll reach yeah. out an image and stuff. So yeah. I think yeah, it's but, important to have those relationships. Isn't but it? it's quite amazing for you because you and you know you're not just there for a day. You build it before. But yeah, but it, but it is. I, th- I think weddings are they are very unique, aren't they? You are in a, a, a like a pressure cooker kind mm. of environment mm. of a day that is unbelievably intense, and you you know like we'll spend eight, nine, ten hours with a couple, and and you feel like you've known them all your life. Yeah. Like I come away from most weddings feeling like I've I've known them for twenty years. But actually, when you think about what a wedding is, it's, it is, it's about that journey of each couple, each yeah, it's individual, the and they're coming together. You hear all the stories, you hear all of the, the, you know, the memories that they've shared. And, yeah. and like you do, you just come away feeling, I think you do if you're, if you have a, a certain level of empathy and awareness. Yeah. Some people don't have that. And yeah. I think that's where they often kind of <laughs> yeah. maybe Go fall wrong. short. Is, yeah. You know, I think one thing that we, we're good at is that we, we do connect with people because we have that awareness and that empathy towards our couples to be able to kind of, just connect with them on a, yeah. on a level that's way above just being a supplier. Mm. Yeah, and that's uh, something that annoys me about kind of the Italian market, one of my things that I want to bash out, but is I, they are people. They're having one wedding mm. and they are individuals. They're not a number. They're not another wedding. They're real people and they're only going to do it once. So bloody treat them like it. Yeah. And it frustrates me a lot when that doesn't happen. Um, and I think we're not, we don't really, we are wedding planners, obviously, but I don't really think we are wedding planners. What we are is we're, we're taking them on a this kind of two year journey and we're kind of supporting them in a way yeah. emotionally as well <laughs> as they go through it. Cause they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to make decisions. They don't know how to choose the right things for them, all of this stuff. And then they happen to have this wedding at the end, but actually it is more about 
all of that other stuff that happens and in those two years stuff happens yeah, like yeah. they people get sick Things people family, die like yeah. you and you experience all of that and you do all of that with them mm. um which makes the wedding day even more amazing um and incredible but and, and the, the reason that people would have a wedding planner as well like, am i <laughs> am i right in, am i right in saying that because I've, I've experienced this a little bit maybe not to the level that you will have experienced it but when you go to weddings abroad a trap that people often fall into is that the venue or the supplier will just rock up and go oh you, you that's extra and it's mm. on the day mm. but they're like no 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 if you want those chairs you have to pay for those yeah like, well i've got the venue surely i get the chairs does how how often is that is it quite a frequent thing it's like is it quite synonymous with italy or is it just just generally a destination i'm sure that must happen in france as well um so i don't really Basically know give us a juicy story. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. okay so um i don't know about other countries because i genuinely don't have a clue i probably should um but how it works in italy I think it's just communication and it's just it's so simple like if you've got costs and all these extra things just put them in the bloody contract and then everyone knows how everything works but that does happen and like I suppose uh, the greater is that couples wouldn't know to ask for those costs with their details they would just assume right so when you assume you go into it on your own well me and Danielle literally our number one thing is never assume yeah because when we've made mistakes it's always been an assumption that one of us has done something or anyway never assume um so a lot of the time you know i almost just wish there was like a template that all venues had to fill in which is kind of la lista um but fill all these things in and then we know everything and then people can make informed decisions it's when i'm going to do it on my own okay cool you can go and find a venue i'm going to go on this one it doesn't really do weddings often but it looks good cool okay you book it but because they don't do weddings often they haven't thought about it very much the venue haven't and then they get further down the line and the venue are like hang on i'm gonna have to do some extra cleaning that's gonna be 500 quid i'll tell the couple okay so then they just randomly get asked for another 500 pounds and then another thing and another thing and oh and now i think oh some my friend told me i should charge commission for this so okay now i want to try and yeah, now I want to try and arrange the catering because then I might get 10% commission. And this has generally happened to a couple recently, Helena and Blair, who um, used La Lista at the back end of their planning and tried to do it on their own. But all these stories she told me about this venue and it happened. And it, it so it happens all the time. And you think you've asked the questions, you think you're doing the right thing, but things just happen and get added and added and added and you kind of lose control. And because you don't know where the power sits, you don't want to lose the venue, you don't want to upset the venue. Yeah. My favourite one from a destination wedding was a venue that supplied chairs, but on the day told the couple that you don't get chair cushions, you just get the chair frame. But if you want the cushions, they're an extra. Yeah. And you're like, is this, is this a joke? No, no, no it, deadly serious. That's so normal. But they've got, they've, it's almost this approach, and I'm not saying it, not every venue's like this. I know this is, you know, you could talk about this in any industry. Yeah, yeah. It's that approach of, we've got them Absorbing now, we've and, got them yeah. here over a barrel they're not yeah. going anywhere they want it they're going to have to pay for it I had a scenario this summer where I was at a venue which is a very well known venue and it's amazing and beautiful and whatever and we'd postponed the wedding three times and we were finally having it and we were like everyone was it's wicked we're here um, got to the venue and I was doing it on my own Danielle was somewhere else and um, literally they were like Lucy if you don't book this room and sleep in it for 600 euro I'm going to make your life really hard at this wedding tomorrow so I did it because I was like, I, there's, there was almost nothing I could do. Mm. Like if I hadn't done that, 
or you know how do I handle it I'm not going to tell the couple because then they're going to think there's problems I'm not going to if I don't do it they're going to make my life really hard tomorrow they might not do something they might just not put the but bar this is for out. yourself yeah yeah um so I just sucked it up and I well I argued and then when I realized it was not going to happen gonna... I was like fine I'll take the sweet yeah. um <laughs> so I did and it was really it was all right it was, <laughs> it was nice air conditioning I managed to work out because I was cold for once in 40 degrees heat but um it was unbelievable so literally bribery if you don't do this we're going to make this really hard for you and that's partly a COVID problem like they probably weren't making enough money yeah that's their responsibility they hadn't put their prices up they hadn't mm. charged us correctly um and eventually afterwards I did tell the couple I just once the wedding was done and it was brilliant I was like they did this and I don't want you to know I don't expect you to pay for it but I just you, you need you to know. know and the bride paid me back and she was like it was all amazing you shouldn't have to pay for it here you go but I just and now that venue screw them won't be going there again you know it's just craziness but that is common that type Short-term of thing gain, long-term pain yeah that's it. Watched you now as a, yeah. as a supplier shame on them but anyway shame i know on. these have been sort of like the <clears throat> harder things about your job but what's <laughs> what's sort of like favorite things about what you're doing um i love overall how creative it is the fact that you can bring with every element that you choose you are being creative you are creating a unique experience and i i love that and i think it's underrated how every different person and element can make that so you too would create different weddings the atmosphere that you create as photographers the mm. way you shoot it everything would make the wedding day different um so i like connecting with the couple get, getting that and then making it happen but the best bit is just being there because couples cannot understand how good it is until they're in it and when they're in it they're like this is so good and we're like yeah I know <laughs> I've known for two years and it's really hard to tell you how that yeah. good it is but now you're here and you're doing it and you know amazing so it's the watching it happen yeah. and seeing people experience it is just yeah. Yeah, unfortunately that must, be, that must be incredibly rewarding when you've been so invested for such a period of time yeah, yeah. you've almost sit back look at what I've created in some yeah. ways and it's when I have my spritz actually <laughs> it's yeah, when yeah. I have the spritz after the ceremony when does that kick um, in? it's after so we have the ceremony they've got married sometimes it's civil so they've actually we've done it they're married and then we've checked everything everyone's happy they're eating we've gone and checked the tables finished right we can have a spritz and we stand there and we have our spritz and we're just like oh it's, we've yeah, done it and we no haven't done it yeah. it's probably a great feeling no yeah. it's good and that spritz oh, it kicks it has a little kick and yeah. it's it's good and then crack back on we usually get about three minutes and something happens <laughs> and we have to go and do it but it's that moment yeah, yeah. so yeah I love it oh I want to be back in sunny Italy <laughs> <laughs> having a spritz so. left field question mm. but what's the best band you've seen in Glastonbury <laughs> <laughs> That's really weirdly just brought up a memory of having an argument with my friend about this at Glastonbury. And we were so drunk, we, we stormed off with each other. Um, it's not a band. And it's it's also a left field answer. One of my best memories is watching Stevie Wonder. Wow. Because that, I mean, I was very drunk and I just cried a lot because I couldn't believe how amazing he was. What an inspirational man. <laughs> but that was, that was, I've seen Beyonce there. I mean, she's my favourite. Yeah. How many times have um, you been to Glastonbury? don't even know three or four times i used to go when i went for oxfam yeah we used to go for 10 days we used to go and set everything up and do the 
Oh, it's a perk of the job, mm. isn't it? This well, one? no, it was. <laughs> I couldn't do it now. I couldn't sleep on an airbed now for ten nights. <laughs> Imagine that. But Ooh. we loved it. We like moved in, and you had a separate campsite, and then you went. You got there before everyone else. That's how you get your Glasgow ticket. Yeah, isn't that's it. it. I'm <laughs> applying for jobs at Oxfam. Oxfam volunteering. Yeah. It's a good gig, um, and it was it was amazing. They were like some of they were the heyday, <laughs> heyday of life. Yeah, Glasgow days. Um, can I ask you about networking and support? Um, and something that like I think you know, we, we have quite a bit of here is and this is coming from we spoke recently about um, just kind of, kind of seeking help and advice from, from you about my business like there were things that are in there in the back of mine I'm like trying to like figure them out and like piece things together and within like two or three minutes of talking to you you basically made my mind up and I was like yeah okay I need to do that so <laughs> how like when you're in business and you're self-employed like how vital and important is that kind of that that support group or network of people around you and how do you kind of control who's in that group I still don't really have a big group and I think that's somewhere that I've held myself back I think in I kind of probably had imposter syndrome for too long and it kept me quiet and kind of not not doing this and the moment that that has changed which is mainly 2020 really um it's changed everything because it's absolutely invaluable like other people going through similar experiences but that have different skills and knowledge that you can yeah. just tap into and call up and and that genuinely care about you so i'm having a bad day i don't know what to do someone's there and wants to help and answer it um it's unreal the the level of support and i think i'm i'm still just building that i've always been someone that's I've got like a few really good friends and I think that's probably how it will be in business as well. A few people that really connect with, really get. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, I'll, I'm seeing, I'll see. There's, you know, there's loads and loads and loads of amazing and inspiring people out there. So, yeah. yeah I, think, I think it's just about like not keeping yourself to yourself all the time, isn't it? Just being able to reach out to and stay the in right your... kind of people as well and like knowing when to cut some someone or a... Yeah. a group out of your life because they bring yeah. you know one thing we see in our industry quite a lot is just like negativity in Facebook groups and it's like you've That's just got to get yourself out of them just leave them don't need it there's a couple of Italian wedding groups wedding planner groups and yeah I mean I, it's the other thing is it's a lot of noise it's like how mm. much noise do you want and what noise do you want coming in like you say the negative just needs this very specific support maybe yeah. and that's where I'll get it and um, but also coaching something I know you're not not sure about having a coach but we've, when we've talked but I've had yeah. had the odd coach and I've had the wrong coaches but at the moment I've got a particularly good one shout out to Nikki um, and um, I think it's taken me a long time to find the support I really needed and she is it and um, that is unreal what does she bring what does she bring to you what's your well she's a very different style of coach um, okay. so she's called Thrive and Life Business and what she's actually doing is going really deep so she gets to know you and all your issues <laughs> but then works out how they apply to your business and that's what I need because I know that there's so many limiting beliefs and things that are holding me back um so working with her I mean it's only been a few months but it's it's amazing um and so that specific support is incredible and genuinely I know it will be a game changer for me over time um it's quite hard to work that out though like I say I've have done different things and they've been wrong at times and um it's just i guess it's again sort of insight but from yourself like your gut instinct who's who's there what do i need and and trying to work that out it's it's tricky yeah would you ever get a coach 
I've talked to Lucy about it a few times. Um, I think I would. I find it hard to, if I'm being brutally honest, I find it hard to justify the expense, I think, at the moment. So my argument is... I, I know. But what's more, you know, self-development, your self-awareness and self-development are the yeah. thing that will change your business the most. Yeah. So they're the thing that you should invest in the most. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you're saying that because... Yeah. My excuse, and I'm not, I'm not for a second saying no, no, no. I'm not right or wrong here. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying... I genuinely feel as though I have around me, mm. and you guys mm. are both included in this, I have four or five people that I know I can go to and say, right, I've got this problem or this idea, what do you think? And I always get like a really honest yeah. opinion. And I think um, as well, here's, here's one of your strengths as well. You're good at sort of like reading a situation, explaining it, and sort of like listening to other sort of people's perspective. You're quite good at that. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas a coach usually tends to dig, has to dig in deep and try and get things out of you but I think that you in your in yourself so you're saying I need a coach <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no I think one of your strengths is you self-analyze quite well yeah whether whether you know what you want to do with that self-analysis that's a completely different story mm. but you self-analyze I, I quite can, well I can absolutely see the benefit of a coach I, I genuinely can um but at the right time and yeah. the right yeah. coach it doesn't you know I don't think yeah. someone should always have a coach and I had yeah. a really long break for two years recently from therapy and coaching because I was like I'm just done yeah. talking I'm yeah. done thinking yeah. I just when it's the right time to have someone to get doesn't feel the right time. partly be, as well because th this space and this what I've done here and what we're doing now as well is putting in so much time and finance to get up, up and running that actually I don't feel that comfortable with spending money on a coach at the moment mm -hmm. when, you know I've spent money here but in a year or two's time once we're settled and maybe things are kind of coming in again then maybe that will be the next step. And, yeah. and like, how do I take it to the next? But you also step know up? what you're doing, so you might you might feel just really confident in what you're doing. So you're like, yeah. I don't I don't need support right now. And then at a time you might I think mean, I, I have called you up recently, and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, yeah, um. But you do. You just needed to be told that you yeah, do. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, just going back to to weddings in Italy, I think there'll be there'll be plenty of people listening to this that have probably got a desire to. Kind of work out in Italy, mm. um, either as a supplier. What what would you say is, yeah, if you were if you could talk to somebody that wants to work Except. with Wisco and White, what would your what would your your advice be to that supplier or individual? Um, How do they start that relationship or reach out to you? Or I see a lot of people kind of moan about this and say like, don't just email me, don't just DM me. But I I don't mind. Just do say hi, make yeah. it like you relatable. know relatable. Just act like you you do you have read my name or something but like I will look at those emails that come in and be I might not always have time to reply or immediately or even reply at all but I'll click and look at that photographer because I'm like good for you you sent that email mm. I struggle to do that well done um and I'll have a look and you know see whether they fit or not but for me it's obviously what my client needs first so many people won't be relevant because it's very specific what we're looking for um, but I think it's always the advice you give as well. Just start, like go and shadow another photographer even that's working in Italy. Like that's what Ben's going to do, husband Ben. Well, go and ask one of our photographer friends if you can pop along to the wedding. And yeah. they'll probably yeah. be like, no, you're really annoying. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, I but, thought we'd um, in August, we can do that. Right, so come to that any day. why not? Like, how can I help you? I would, I'd love to come to an Italian wedding. Can I just come along? Can I help? help a bit or you know things like that yeah. just like you always say get get the pictures or get the content however you can 
go and offer it for free there's enough couples out there that will snap your arm off if you say you know i'll take even a grand like don't do it for free i I personally think everyone's worth something but a grand that is so reasonable these days and you might get a wedding and then you've shown that you can do italian weddings and people do like to see that even though i believe you can shoot anything anywhere couples do like to know you've done an italian wedding yeah so just just go and do it <laughs> just do it will just you go to Italy. Um, <laughs> will you come and style mine and igor's um destination workshop next year <laughs> we haven't where's it gonna be in tuscany tuscany probably puglia yeah i'd to go back to puglia need some beach why puglia is it for photographers yeah but oh, what's more relevant though? Do they want to show pictures of Tuscany to their audience? More ha- weddings happen in yeah, Tuscany. Probably it's popping now. It's getting more popular, yeah. yeah. But it is just kind South, of right. more people Tuscany. Yeah. So anyway, when you need a venue, recommendations. Yeah. La Lista. Go on, La Lista. No, seriously, thank you so much. Like today has been amazing. Just to really pick your brains and see. <laughs> see how you work and, and you just your journey as well it's it's quite incredible really and yeah we always appreciate oh, it massively and I, I find it really inspiring as well I genuinely do mm. thank you yeah we like to finish off with one question mm. so the 14 year old Lucy oh poor her <laughs> <laughs> here we go <laughs> if you were to speak to her today and give her some advice what would you say just trust yourself trust your gut and just go with it see what happens because yeah. you'll be right <laughs> yeah simple yeah trust your gut yeah and we could all do that more can't we yeah definitely i think we all always know but other things cloud it and so just get rid of that noise yeah get rid of the noise and trust your gut <laughs> And where can where can people find Lucy White? What are the what are the accounts need to go and check out? What are the accounts need to like just tag you in and share and shout out um, for their um, story that they're going to tag you on right now, guys? Um, at Whisker and White is the planning, and at underscore La Lista mm-hmm. is is La Lista. If you haven't been to look at La Lista, you really yeah, people need to go and check it out because it's yeah. a stunning site. Um, I can totally see why you've got the levels of engagement you've already got on it because it's just unbelievably valuable um, and just I'm so excited to see where that goes over the next year or two yeah thank you big thank things you. thank you for your support in making uh, it oh, happen oh I've got one thing I've got one thing Karen Chayen Karen Chayen <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask any sort of like you kind of like have said it already but any sort of like future plans that you are excited about um yeah I am just so excited for this coming year <laughs> what is he doing um <laughs> now that I've got headspace and I feel really calm and confident about the wedding planning side just being able to make La Lista happen um, <laughs> <laughs> yay Sam is eagerly so, standing with glasses so for those of you that are watching or whatever on, on YouTube um, we've got a bottle of, got a bottle of champagne here um, <laughs> we look so sick. Lucy bought this through the week when she you came, finally, she came you here. finally got the champagne out eh Sam yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not got the champagne no it's not Prosecco Lucy wow. I bought it wow we're bringing the French into so the Italians Lucy and you're not bringing Prosecco I've got champagne Igor I know yeah no, well, Igor I, I bought it for Sam yeah I wanted to buy Prosecco because yeah. we all know that it's better than champagne no, but thank you I very thought much he'll make a loud you know yeah. he'll go on about <laughs> it so I'll yeah. get champagne <laughs> do I pop it? <laughs> 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 
Så det er sjovt. Det er jo ganske fedt at se dem. Um, Grazie. <laughs> thank you very much. Well done, you guys. You smashed a it. Brilliant 2022. And big things in 23. To the most iconic couple you know. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. Love you. Thank you. Love you guys. Up. You're amazing. <laughs>